Hello, and welcome to Dancing with Disease, a podcast for and about people who move and sway around life with chronic illness. My name is Jerry Ogalde, and I am the host of this podcast. I often laugh at the somersaults I have to go through to even get on to this because my boys stayed up late night watching the amazing race with me. My husband, literally as I was about to start this, came in the garage and that sets the alarm ding. And I was like, great. Now I have to wait for him to ding the front door and the back door and come upstairs and clobber all his way upstairs. And anyway, it's not easy. But one of the main reasons I do this is because of how much I've learned reading and listening to other people's stories. And I continue to believe the only thing that we learn from in life is experience. And thankfully, we don't all have to experience everything. If we are crafty enough and clever enough and observant enough, we can learn through other people's experiences. The joke with me doing a podcast, especially today, I went out for a run at lunch. I'm on this little bit of a challenge, let's say, because next week I turn 43. So last Saturday I said, if I run every day for the next 14 days, it'll be a two week challenge and I'll run four kilometers one day and three kilometers the next day, you know, 43, just because these kinds of things just give me lots of purpose and joy and I'm not really training for any event right now. So I create these little challenges for myself. And I challenged myself to run up a nemesis, which is a hill near my work. And it's a really steep, long hill. And over the last little while, I've been going up it in fifths because, again, it's it's a beast. And I've got to measure my breathing. So today I said, no matter how slow you go, you will not go into a, a walk. This whole thing will be some kind of a marchy, joggy thing. But you're going to get to the top. And that's what the plan is today. And when I got to the top, I filmed myself on Instagram because, you know, like a lot of people, I use Instagram to keep myself accountable and the breathing. And again, I try to fix it. I move my mic around. But when you live with an airway condition, it's going to come. It's going to come through different seasons and particular days or if it's the weather or ventilation. I don't know. We're still working on that. One of the main motivations and inspirations I get to keep going came recently. I've been following Glennon Doyle for, I'm going to say, over a year now. And on her Instagram page, maybe a month ago, she wrote, or she said, or in one of the comments, because again, I really, I do follow and I, I take this very seriously. I, I read the comments on the, her stuff. Um, if I can be a motivational speaker and I'm on antidepressants or have depression, anyone can do anything. Like, think about that for a second. A motivational speaker who lives with depression. If that's not a wake-up call to all of us, I don't know what is. So it really got me thinking. Sure, I can do podcasts. Yes, I will continue to have to figure out the technology and move the mic around and try to figure out how I'm breathing when I speak. But I can do this because a woman who lives with depression is well-known, respected, 
followed and is making an impact, not just in motivational speaking, but in politics, then I can do this too. So thank you, Glennon. I love speaking. You would laugh my whole life. You know, people just say, Jerry, can you please stop talking? And you'd think that earlier on I would have gone to radio or something, but that wasn't my life's path. And thankfully with technology, we can all have a say. So I'm choosing this forum to continue to try to get my message across, across the crotch. Was that a Freudian slip or what? And no, I'm not going to edit that out. I think it's funny that we all have our place and everyone's story will bring something to us that we need. I had a really rough day at work today. And actually, that's no, I didn't. I had a rough moment at work today at the end of the day that took me kind of like out of the game for about three hours as I processed it and tried to figure out what game plan is for tomorrow. And then I went back to my own to-dos and the own ways that I keep myself calibrated. So that's what I want to share with you today because most of what I'm saying is not new. But if you're anything like me, you read every single self-help book to find what the one difference is for that author. So here it goes. Water. Drink it. That's it. Don't worry about how much water. If I drink water every five minutes, just drink water every time you think I'm thirsty. Every time you think I need to do something, use your I need to do something or I should have or did I text so-and-so back. Use those as your cues to drink water. The more water you drink, the better off you'll be. Even as a teacher, I still find like crafty ways to get to the bathroom. And I drink a lot of water through the day. So if I can do it, you can do it. Nutrients. I used to belong to a network marketing company that specializes in high quality nutrients. I'm going to join them again. There's just, I'm taking a break for lots of reasons. So regardless of how you get your nutrients, make sure you get them in. Right now, between running a lot and cycling again, I got to make sure that I'm well-fueled. I'm not a health nut, but thankfully I was raised in a very humble home, so most of my meals are homemade. That alone will save you money and time and, of course, help you know exactly what you're putting in your body. My biggest thing that I do to keep me calibrated is I put my blinders on. And I do this everywhere. I don't care what anyone thinks about what kind of mother I am because I love my sons and I know that I am actually doing my best most days. And the days I'm not, I give myself a pass. I'm like, yes, they've been playing video games now for four hours. They're safe, they're fed, they're clean. And eventually we'll get some fresh air and all will be fine. I don't care what anyone thinks about how I teach. I have a very unique teaching style because I don't believe the old school way is the best way. And I'm also not in some kind of like airy fairy land of students will just learn by osmosis somehow. I am very confident in my own teaching style. And I also don't look into other people's classes to figure out what they're doing. My marriage. I have, uh, well, all marriages are unique. If you'll notice and if you follow me anywhere, I never put my marriage out there because it's my least secure part of my life in the sense of, I don't think I know what the hell we're doing. But 
we always come back to our deep love for each other and some semblance of goals that we have set out for our lives. Daily, apart from the food and the nutrients and making sure I do my life to-dos, my family stuff and work stuff, I make sure that there's like a five-minute concentration of focus with my boys. So that, you know, looking them in the eyes and talking to them. Same thing with Richard. I make sure we look in the eyes, we talk to each other. Same thing with a colleague. I make sure to have a real conversation. Same thing with students. But that doesn't mean that that's enough. So weekly, I try to balance it all out. So I'm like, maybe... This one, one of my sons needs more attention on Tuesday. I'll try to balance it out with the other son on the Thursday. Make sure on the Saturday we have family time. And on the Sunday I send the boys to my mom's so I can talk to my husband uninterrupted for hours on end or whatever else couples do. That's how I figure out my week. I don't try to get it all in one day because then I'm always going to be frustrated. And I don't need to be any more frustrated than I already regularly am by disease. Yesterday morning, I was woken up at 4.15 because my airway was shut off. So there you go. A huge part of my job is energy. I work with teenagers. Teenagers need attention. They need love. They need guidance. But they don't need it from every single teacher. So I have a very good filter or way of figuring out which student needs me and my type of energy. I'm not the go-to everyday kind of cuddly teacher who I need a hug or I want to give you my drama and I'm going to, no, that's not what I do. I work with the students who need that extra push because they already want to do it anyway. They just need a sounding board. They need someone to tell them it's okay to want more. It's okay to try harder. It's okay to take a break, but not in the really needy kind of way. That's not where my strength is. And it's interesting because my coworkers are now feeling the effects of what happens when you're always available. Again, they are angels on earth and I wish I could be more like them, but I need to keep my energy for me so that I can be strong, so I can be healthy because I know from experience when you're not healthy, you can't really do anything. And on the contrary, now everyone has to, you know, stop, like pivot and how and look at how they can support you. And I don't like being in that position. So I like to stay in a neutral position at work where I'm open to helping different students. But it's wild. It's wild to watch, you know, the plays at work and how teens assess you and they kind of like, oh, it's you. And they'll wait to come back to the teacher. I love it. From day one, I'm neutral. And I invite them in, but they suss themselves out. And I also suss them out. So it's pretty cool to know what happens when you protect your boundaries. Because as an adult, as a mother and as a teacher, I also deserve to have my space and my calm. That brings me to my last and possibly most important point. Alone time. How do you get alone time when you teach full-time and have two boys after school to come home to and you want to hang out with? No, I don't wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I ride my bike to school. Riding my bike is that alone time. It's that pause between work and home. 
and it just fills me with so much energy and happiness and joy. Not everyone can ride to work, I get it, but maybe there's a way that you can commute that gives you alone time. I'm not talking in traffic. I don't know about you, but I can't drive and relax because I've got to pay attention too much. With cycling, because of where I cycle and the route that I use, of course I've got to pay attention, but there's a lot of relaxing in it because I'm on a lot of bike paths. So what can you do? Is it walking two or three stops more so you can get on the bus later? Is it getting to work 20 minutes earlier so you can hang out in the food court or something and write in your journal? Everyone has their own alone time. The other thing is lunch. I will go for a run one or two times a week to be alone because I need to leave the building. I need to not be found. I need fresh air and sunshine and feeling the wind on my face and just the joy and exhilaration that comes with the running. It's hilarious. Today I went back to work after my run. I was like, uh-oh, because I went back and someone needed something, I cooled off. I was like, I don't want to change in my clean clothes now. So I didn't. And no one died. And I laugh because I'm thinking, you know what? Who cares? I have a job to do. And thankfully, my appearance doesn't matter. And also I'm coaching soccer. So right now I can kind of blend into that role. So sometimes when the kids ask, you know, am I going for a run? I'm like, no, I'm just lazy. Uh, and it's hilarious to me. So because I don't care what people think about how I look, it makes it easier. And I don't care that for, you know, half a day on a Wednesday, I look unprofessional. Doesn't matter. What matters is that I went to work today with the intention of helping my students, being present, listening to the energy and vibes and offering what I could and knowing when to step back when I don't. So these are the things that I do every day. Every day I drink a crap load of water. I get all my nutrients. Even on the days where I come home and I'm starving and I end up shoving three handfuls of nachos and some salsa into my mouth, I will make sure that I balance it out with greens and protein later. Time with my boys. It doesn't have to negotiate it. That just comes to me so naturally. They are in a massive growing phase right now and I don't want to miss a second of it. Time with my husband, obviously. And then, of course, and again, I say this most importantly, time with me. I make sure that I have that time solidified so that I'm able to give back to the people in my life. All of these things are this perfect recipe that I've created for now to keep me healthy and happy. If you have any suggestions, I'd love to hear from them. Or I'd love to hear them. And as always, I wish you continual healing, lots of strength. Please reach out. I get little messages here and there, but I know what it's like to sit on the other end of listening to something, and I would just love to hear your impressions of these tidbits of information that I'm sharing with the world, and just to know that somebody's on the other end. Be well. Much love. Bye-bye.